I'm a foodie and I enjoy learning about the process that brings great foods and beverages from idea to the table. And then I like tasting them and learning the nuances of what creates the most significant tastes from coffee to cheese to distilled beverages. I did a tequila tasting in Mexico and recently bourbon, Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon really impressed me from the story to the taste. I grew up in Kentucky where horse racing and bourbon are famous and I got introduced to Heaven Hill bottled in bond bourbon. It's produced by Heaven Hill Distillery, which has been and still remains family owned since 1935. And I'm impressed with the bourbon's ultra rich, smooth taste. And right on the bottle, it states that this bourbon is seven years old, which is actually three times longer than what's required to be certified as bottled in bond. I feel with beverages, the longer the prep, the better the taste. Being a bottled in bond product means it must pass a list of seven requirements that set the standard for this quality bourbon. So look for it at your local store. Heaven Hill reminds you to think wisely and drink wisely. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. The Self-Helpful Podcast is brought to you by Ziggler, your premier source for equipping life and leadership coaches. Visit Ziggler.com and let them inspire your true coaching performance. Welcome, everyone, and thanks for joining me as I talk with today's most important influencers, guides, and changemakers to uncover what truly drives them and extract the big takeaway from their personal journey and their greatest wisdom. I'm your host, Kevin Miller, and this is Self-Helpful. In this episode, we continue our series on strong body, strong mind, and how to remain fully capable as you age. My catalyst for the series is Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, whose expertise is muscle-centric medicine. That's our muse, how in our search for long-term health, we often miss the vital role of skeletal muscle. Uh, Gabrielle's new book is Forever Strong, a new science-based strategy for aging well, and our podcast is the Gabriel, Dr. Gabrielle Lyon Show. And right now, I'm with my great friend, Randy James, right here in the studio, medical doctor and functional medicine expert. He works directly hand-in-hand with patients every day who are seeking to live long and live well. Uh, you can find him at truelifemedicine.com. And since you're sitting right here, I'll ad-lib and say it was so cool coming in last week. And I'm driving in and I see this face that I know, and she's a listener. And she... Gosh, she came from, where did she fly in from? Like Arkansas. Oh, from Arkansas, yeah. yeah. So she flies into Denver, rents a car, drives up here in the mountains just to meet with you. And she's so excited. She just had her first meeting with you. So if you guys want that to be you and uh, we'll grab some coffee, uh, find him at truelifemedicine.com because we're recording from the True Life Medicine offices. That's where my studio is. So uh, Randy, listen to my conversation with Gabrielle just moments ago, I think. Mm -hmm. And I brought him in to get his take on these topics of muscle, protein, and aging well, and just further dig into the discussion. So there's the premise right there. You did just listen to it. I know when I walked in a minute ago, you said, as she's speaking our language, is that what you felt overall? Yeah. It, uh, well, gosh, that's kind of like the question of everything. So how, uh, yeah, the, 
her story and the way she talks about it, the way she goes into the nutrition history and Dr. Kellogg and what happened in the 70s and and so many people getting frustrated with eggs are bad for you, eggs are good for you, low fat, high fat, right? Like that's uh, that's our story. Yeah. And she looks to be, I don't know, is she our age? Maybe she's a bit younger. I can't. I don't think we're really sure. <laughs> I don't know. Good point. Yeah. Never mind. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, she's not 20. I'm sure she's younger than what she looks <laughs> right. because that is the part of that the That is part of it is aging well. And I would agree too that the the forgotten organ of the muscle, in a sense, of course, Everybody has a pet organ, right? Like you talk to a cardiologist, he's going to say like, oh, yeah, we don't give near enough attention to the heart. Uh, I happen to be a more of a brain guy. And yet you have these muscles to carry around your brain. And there is a an interface there, an infinitely con, uh, complex interface of the, the, the muscle as an, an organ system in its entirety, like that concept. Uh, we could talk about the muscle organ system as an endocrine organ. I think she, I don't know if she said those words exactly, but it is your biggest influence in how your body processes glucose. Um, but can I ask it in layman's terms somewhat? And I'm, this is because I don't understand it. I'm not a doc. You know this. I'm just, uh, I'm trying to understand it from a easy concept. So we love it. We live up here at high elevation. And I had my blood work done recently and my hematocrit, which is in, in essence, is it fair to say that's kind of your oxygen level in your red blood cells? Uh, so, sort of. It, it's a it's a percentage of the red blood cells per amount of or blood. More, okay, fluid. so red blood cells which carry oxygen, there's yeah. more of them. So hematocrit. So if you want to blood dope, if you're a professional athlete, <laughs> like an endurance athlete, you yeah. blood dope and try to lift those. Um Living up here at high altitude, mine is, I think when I was a, a, a pro cyclist, the limit was like 50 for a hematic level. Mine's 51 now. Yeah. I'm not a pro, but it's because we live up here. Because you sleep high. Because I sleep high. And, you know, no, and work out, I guess. I hope that that uh, helps that. But anyway, so I've got more red blood cells. So I'm asking that just as a layman's perception of, is it fair to say if I have more skeletal mass, not Arnold Schwarzenegger or whatever, but as opposed to very low, if I have more, it's more... The sum is greater than the parts. The muscle is more than just, hey, I've got a bicep and I can lift something. It's so the more skeletal mass, I have now increased what? Health. Yeah. That's that. In, and I think that's where uh, it, you and I have been talking for so long. And I get, well, you too, but maybe me even more. Like I get credit when somebody looks at me and says, oh, you must be a runner. Right. Or that one lady that tells me to eat cake. <laughs> I got to tell a story. A patient comes in, it's an older lady. And, and so here's, here you are, Dr. James, and you're very fit, uh, trim, I guess they would say very trim. And she said, he needs to eat some <laughs> cake or a sandwich or something. <laughs> so great. So, so that, that, but I have been, and I haven't read her book yet, but, you know, talking with her and speaking the language and even Peter Atia's last book and, and his comments on muscle, I'm under conviction that I am, it's not too skinny, but my muscle mass is too low because of what you just said. And, and she also, I agree with her that I've missed my window. Like the window, uh, we could say the same thing about bone deposition. Here, here's a good analogy. Yeah. The problem of osteoporosis, which ha happens to women, not more than men, it's just it happens faster. 
For men, andropause is this 30-year process. For women, it's, you know, a year. So there's a plummet of these hormones. Well, osteoporosis, we could say, is a disease of 20-year-olds. That doesn't manifest until until you're 50. Okay. Why? Well, because your bone deposition years are, once adolescence is, so 12-ish, 13-ish to 30, maybe all the way up to 35, you can increase your peak bone mineral density up to 35, and then you're going down. Same with skin. You can have nice looking, you know, tense skin until maybe 40, then you're going to have crow's feet, and then you're going down. I don't care who, you, well, unless you do surgery, right? Like it's, it's going to go down. Well, muscle the same way. So your peak building years, like our boys right now, they, they want to do that. They want to lift. They want to do those things. They're athletic. And, and these are the years where testosterone percentage is the highest. Uh, you, you're built to build. Yeah. And, and many of us don't. We, we sit too much. We crump around a video game or a phone or some odd kind of a screen or you and I, it's too much in front of, you know, work and, and, and okay, that is the way of explain the, the difference though, because right now, so you're 56, 55, 55 oh, yeah. and your muscle mass is whatever it is. You could right now go full tilt protein and yeah. steroids, whatever you want to, and put on 50 pounds of muscle. I mean, you probably could. True. Well, let's leave off the steroid thing. Leave off all the right, Arnold Schwarzenegger right. thing. If all I went full tilt boogie, yes, I could gain, but the percentage of gain will be less than if I did the exact same thing when I was 20. Okay. Well, that makes sense to me with the concept of muscle memory. Like I always thought about that. Like muscle it makes no sense. To, you know, conceptually, okay, you, if you build muscle once, you can build it better again. But what I thought of, and tell me if I'm right, they were talking about cyclist legs. So I have that. And I've had times where I have not ridden. Uh, maybe I'm still running and doing some cardio stuff, but not. And, you know, I lose some of that strength. If I come in, I had a couple of times during my cycling career where I had some extended time off, you know, kid in the hospital, whatever. And so you're out for however, you know, a year, let's say even maybe I was at one time and I came back and it was blown away at how quick I was able to come back. back. And I thought, is it muscle memory? What I kind of thought later in reading stuff is, man, all that time I'm training, let's say my legs specifically, I am also uh, growing like blood vessels, extra blood vessels. Neuropathic. Neuropathic. So those are down there. So when I back off, okay, a little atrophy, but they're ready to they're ready to pick it back up, pick it back up. And so you're saying that faster. overall, so overall skeletal muscle, if we, the more we do as youth, the more you are preparing yourself to do as old. Yeah. Okay. Right. Like remember how for a long time we said 15 pushups a day, or I mean, pull-ups, mm-hmm. we're kind of off that track and you for sure, right? Like as, as you heal, you're, it's going to be six months before you do a pull-up again. Well, but I, I bet you I haven't done pull-ups in, you know, months. And so I don't really know. This might be an interesting study, but I bet I could go do 15. Yeah. I'll be sore tomorrow. Uh, and it would still be harder for me to get to 20. Mm-hmm. But if you compare me to somebody else who has not done that, the advance to that will be that much faster. And that, but I'm not bigger. It's not like there's the sarcomere is not actually measurably bigger. So there's a neuro pathway there's even just the motion of a pull-up right like you learn that yeah. i think muscle memory is stronger you have cyclist legs but i think that's even stronger in the muscle memory of something like golf super technical swing right like and then 
Because we could take your legs and if we did, we've said these examples a long time before, if we take your strong cyclist endurance trained legs, I'll still last longer on the ski slopes than you will. Yeah. Because it's the energy application through the neural pathways, through those Mm -hmm. blood vessel pathways that apply the muscle so the efficiency is much there. Okay, we'll take that into old age. And now we're talking about things like walking, carry the groceries. You're bend down you and stumble, pick something up off the ground. Bend over yeah. and pick up a, a, a pencil. Or your your wife that you're holding her elbow and she step stumbles into you and you want to be able to hold that. Those are the kinds of things that it it's 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 embarrassing that you and I are also losing those as we sit here. We need treadmill for treadmill interviews. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> well, and, and I mentioned that to her and you and I have talked about it for so long that we're used to even out here in Colorado and you go to a running event and it's so cool and inspiring. You see some 90 year old man, woman, whatever, and they're shuffling along, but they are, they're shuffling along. Mm. So they, you know, they've got mm-hmm. some cardio ability and it's far better than their better than the peers on the couch, on the couch. Yeah. Totally. Yep. or dead at this point for 90 years old. That's great. But yeah, their ability to bend down, to be mobile, to be active is, is one thing we've talked about. We want that capacity. And then what I talked to her, I was just talking about some, one of the guys on, on the trip yesterday that, uh, if you look at one of these older people that they highlight in the media, who's a bodybuilder, mm-hmm. who does some weight stuff and they're sitting there talking to them and, you know, having them flex their muscle and that's cool. And I'm looking and going, yeah, the muscle of their brain is rocking. I mean, they're hundred percent there. Like that'd be an interesting one. If you ever find some, some, an older person with muscle who's cognitively impaired, probably an exception out there, but I've not seen them. If they've got that type of muscle, they've been doing burpees or pull-ups or whatever, their brain's working. That's yeah. what's got me. Well, okay. A uh, couple things there. And I think uh, Dr. Lyon mentioned that as well as, is it like you and I also think, do we not get a cold because we think we're not going to get a cold or because... There's something else going on. And I would say both. There's an attitude there. Well, remember, we talked to the doc about, do you think of yourself as athletic? Okay. Is that thinking process, because it does translate into athleticism. Are you going to go out there and do the things? So is there a thinking part that keeps your brain viable or is it the athletic or the movement? And the answer is going to be both. And then I'll go all the way out to Dr. Uh, Rady, R-A-T-E-Y, and the book is Spark. Yeah. Remember that one? This yeah. is way back from either the 90s or the zeros even. And uh, just here's a Harvard psychiatrist making an argument for exercise. And the data he pulled and put this book together, and, and now we're you know, 20, 30 years later, and it is incontrovertible. Uh, if you have an elementary school and you do PE first thing in the morning, the kids will test better. Yeah. They just will at our any hour after that. So uh, is there a connection to movement and cognition? Absolutely. And, and as a brain guy, right? Like, therefore, if I'm going to be true to, to what I just said, then I need to move. And there is conviction there. And well, now I did, I don't know if I brought it up in the show with her. I think I did. I talked about you. Did I talk about you in the show? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh-huh. Like what? Okay. Dr. James, we talked about this for, what's the best exercise to do? And your answer is uh, the one you will do. <laughs> okay. And then I ask her, okay, but if we have to err on the side uh-huh. of cardio or muscle, what would you go? And she said muscle. And that is different. I mean, that Just, could theoretically alter your answer of going, okay, totally. whichever one you'll do, 
And if there's a choice, though, category. I would yeah. pick something with resistance other than just cardio. Is that? Yeah, is that- I, I think I think that's fair. That now the problem with American ears, they hear that as, oh, okay, that guy don't have said, to do cardio. Yeah, I don't have to do cardio anymore. Yeah. Good because I hate cardio. Whatever. No, there's value to cardio, and the other and the third part there is uh, mobility or range of motion or stretching. Right, like you oh. need a pliable, stretchable muscle as well. So those three areas are the part of muscle health. Wait, wait, to that though, mm-hmm. if you look at resistance training as opposed to cardio, you're probably going to entail more stretching flexibility with resistance than cardio. Because I can go along and ride and run and be stiff as a board. Show me an Arnold Schwarzenegger that can That's uh, true. touch his toes. That's they, true. So we had a we had a competitive weightlifter in college, and when he was uh, competing when he was like stacking or whatever they do to really, really, really get there. His, his arms, he's so huge. He couldn't throw a softball oh. or intramurals. He couldn't throw a football. He thought underhanded. Wow. Because the muscle, there's okay. just so much muscle there. He couldn't throw. So, so, but if we are talking and this is where, uh, hearing her and looking at her webs, her website and at, did you, so she's got an, She's got a guy like me, family practice trained, IFMCP. He was military as part of her functional medicine doc. Okay. If you call for a consultation, whatever, has a person uh, just like what we're doing here. And um, and now we've got downstairs where we are. Uh, and I was told you about it this morning. The girl we met yesterday who's a PT, but she's a personal trainer, but she thinks this way. So now I'm kind of excited to submit myself to a professional eye and looking towards longevity and strength in the future for me. If I say I'd like to be able to ski until I'm 85, I want to be able to play. Well, you know, I want to be able to kick a ball effectively to great grandkids. So when I'm 85, et cetera, you're going to say, I want to mountain bike and whatever the value things are. I want to train towards that. So what's the, she also mentioned this, what's the investment into the bank? early that I need to make now so that my investment right. is paying the dividends over time. And of course you have to keep training it. Well, so these people will then do a, what I would call a movement map or okay. a muscle map. And you guys talked about this on the show. Uh, what's your percent body fat, your percent muscle mass. And uh, I, no kidding. You were just in there. I said, I got to type this or I'll forget. I sent to the guy, Hey, we're going to do a body uh, comp. And she said it too. That's the gold standard of doing a bone de- uh, body DEXA, maybe a hundred bucks, 100, 120 bucks to get not only bone density, but muscle density. Yeah. And which, where is it in your extremities? And then where's the fat in your, in your viscera? So seeing that and, and then telling somebody and, oh my gosh, you're, you're skinny fat. Like that could be even worse than 20 pounds. Now she mentioned this, but there are people who can be 20 pounds overweight and still be metabolically well. Yeah. And that's only maybe 30% of the uh, diagnostically overweight people. And of course, the bigger that is, the less chance of metabolically well. And this is where I'd put the BMI of the people in the sort of the 25 to 28 category. They're carrying a little bit of extra whatever and here and there, but they're metabolically well. That's okay. Might even be better, right? That might be the difference between you and me. If you're a thicker guy, you're like the bear. If we see a bear go by, the big bear, he's always healthier than the little bear or the skinny bear. Because in 
the mammalian kingdom of animals over time, bigger is always better. Yeah. Unless you're an American human. Yeah. And then it becomes, well, what kind of bigger? Well, if it's your glutes, I'm going to bet on that guy. Yeah. If it's your belly fat uh, or visceral fat, I'm, I'm not going to bet on that guy. Uh, but if you're carrying extra vis, uh, topical fat, not visceral fat, that is VAT, VAT. If you are over VAT, that, and you know, we've kind of been confused on you. If you've got an extra layer of, you know, topical fat compared to somebody else, I'd say it probably genetic. You probably don't have visceral fat at, uh, which is the inside mm-hmm. encasing your liver or your kidney or whatever. That is not the kind of fat that's going to be metabolically healthy, but you can have topical fat and be metabolically or have a chance of being metabolic, metabolically okay. Well, let me ask on the protein side, because you talked about us being older and you want to be able to ski and I want to be able to do whatever. Let's take that off the table and say you're C.S. Lewis. You're just an academic. <laughs> yeah. You're just an academic. All you I want, want to be do, that guy too. I know. But <laughs> well, but but to take the physicality off of yeah. it and say, I want to be 90 and being able to write a new book. What we're what we're making the case for here is saying you would be best served to be have that ability by totally. having skeletal I, muscle I, a, yeah. level of. I, I would and I would say this to his face. I think Jack C.S. Lewis sold us short. Mm. We didn't have XYZ book because he smoked and drank too much and he didn't walk enough and he sat down too much, et cetera. God love him with the academics that fill my bookshelves behind us and that you and I read and revere. I'd say a lot of them were gone earlier than I'll even say names that uh, are more modern. I was disappointed when Dallas Willard passed, like he was in the middle of another book. Yeah. And it's like, well, okay. Um, so that's the most recent one of Tim Keller also. Now, granted, they, you, the, the people can't hear us as saying, oh, shame on those men for eating a ding dong on their right. birthday. And they like, probably live longer because of the joy and fulfillment that they had and whatever. Sure, and they course. could have lived longer here. So I here I am investing you and I, especially in you know the health and wellness as you would think about it. And yet uh, I'll call myself out here. Am I, how much am I taking myself out by allowing anxiety? Mm-hmm. That's been an issue as long as we've yep. known. So, so yeah, so no, no harm, no, no, fat, no, yeah, no stone no, to we're throw. We're not throwing any stones. So these guys were <laughs> rock stars and eclipsed us in other areas. But in that area, yeah, they. And I think it. they would agree. I think they would too. And that's my recent <laughs> deep conviction. And I, and I wrote that one essay as my initial essay into the foray of creating a philosophical construct to not throw stones, but to invite myself into a uh, way of thinking that will inspire me to betterness, not only mentally and emotionally and philosophically, but physically. So we're making the case for muscle. That was, and that is the initial thing of muscle. Today, muscle. Yeah. For overall capability, capacity, cognition, everything is saying, okay, there's, there's the proof. That's what Gabriel's trying to do yeah. in the book and saying, if we want to be well muscle, which yeah, I would agree is, is not looked at when we're looking at Alzheimer's and cognitive decline right. and dementia. I've right. gone, go build some muscle. Okay. Now to do that then. Mm-hmm. 
Most of today, you will be indoors, likely your home or your office. I am as well. Even with my treks out into the woods, I spend a lot of time inside. And we're going to think about 20,000 breaths. According to the EPA, the indoor air is two to five times more polluted than the outdoor air, sometimes up to 100 times more polluted. At my studio, we have heat being forced through old ducts. I walk on carpet full of years of junk. No idea what's floating in the air that I'm taking constant gulps of. The solution is an air purifier and Air Doctor is just the best. Air Doctor filters out 99.99% of dangerous contaminants and allergens such as pollen, pet dander, dust mites, mold, bacteria, viruses. They do it so it, your lungs don't have to. Air Doctor comes with a 30-day money-back guarantee, so if you don't love it, just send it back for a refund minus shipping. Go to airdoctorpro.com and use promo code KEVIN, and depending on the model, you'll receive up to 39% off or up to 300 bucks off. Exclusive to podcast customers, you will also receive a free three-year warranty on any unit which is an additional $84 value. So to get this special offer, go to A-I-R-D-O-C-T-O-R-P-R-O.com. Use promo code Kevin, airdoctorpro.com, promo code Kevin. Thankfully, the days of building a business website, then having this massive endeavor to integrate an online store are gone. Today, Shopify has fixed all that. I had one business where we actually built the entire website on Shopify's platform. So whether you're just starting out or you're selling a million bucks of product already, Shopify is just the industry leader. It works the same for physical products or online and digital. And Shopify is just hands down the best out there. Most importantly, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It's 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Getting people to buy is not that hard, at least to the buying point, but getting them to actually give their payment info is, and Shopify is king in that department. They also have top tier customer service, which I think is critical. You can sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash Kevin. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash Kevin to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash Kevin. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Now we're on to protein. I talked with you last week or I don't know, whenever it was, and talked to some guy, I talked to a handful of people and said, all right, so I had this girl on the show and she's talking about to maintain the skeletal muscle mass that you need for health and wellness, a gram of protein per pound of body weight, which for ideal you, body weight. ideal body weight, right? Uh, that, right. So if you're 500 pounds and your ideal body weight's 200, 200 grams. Yeah. You're 155? Yeah, 155, 160. Okay, let's say 160 just for the math. And let's say for the math that a can of tuna, small can, I think, is 40 grams. I think it's actually like 46, but let's say it's 40. That's four. That's four cans of tuna. I am not eating remotely close to that in protein. I I would say you're doing 
more than I am, but I'm guessing you're not. Where would you say you are? Yeah, we're more meat based than you guys are. So halfway, three fourths. Yeah, I mean, if you think about that, and if we use a can of tuna as so, am I eating the equivalent of two cans of tuna for lunch and two cans of tuna for dinner? I'd say yeah. Or put another way, I think it's something like twenty four eggs. An egg is seven grams or what? I don't do the math. It's a crap load. I did this with somebody the other day. It was a lot of eggs. Right. But, but, uh, well, I would say for a normal adult male, a, a helping of egg is going to be three eggs. Like if you're going to make an omelet, two eggs is too small. Three eggs is kind of, kind of in the middle there of being okay. And I'd say, yeah, we, uh, and, and we, we all have, you know, growing teenagers and so a meal is, is a dozen eggs for our five people. So I'm getting yeah. two in a little bit. And um, so, okay, that's maybe probably less than 20 grams. Yeah. And with eggs is generally, you know, oil and fat and veggies. And then you, uh, you're right. And grant protein. I, I mean, there's protein in broccoli. There's protein in yeah, whatever. Vegetarians don't die of lack of protein. But it's hard, right? But they may be hurting themselves uh, yeah, long term. I think it is harder. Look at this. Yeah. yeah. So everybody I've talked to, is like, holy smokes. Okay, maybe that's dual, but just unless we're intentional, unless you're intentional, it's, probably it's not tough. eating that much protein. So well, and I think she's making the case of okay, and and I I I. So my beef with her, if I if I had you, a little yeah, bit of a beef. Yeah. Is, she's off. She had her. She had she her. Had her say. She had two shows. <laughs> now we're. Yeah. Is all of us are so we want to create the four pillars and the right. algorithm and just tell me how many grams to get. I'm like, well, and so she's created a really stellar business with meat or not meat, uh, uh, protein, muscle centric, muscle centric medicine. Okay. Well, okay, right? Like, uh, you can't have everything centric, like, and that's where that's I true. muscle centric, brain centric, uh, brain centric, uh, emotion centric. Okay, fair. Uh, there's uh, one of our favorite psychiatrists in town. It's uh, the Center for Stress Medicine. Yeah, stress centric, whatever, and she's got her whole whatever built on that. And okay, uh, but there's also a an inherent weakness there that you don't give credit to something else. Yeah. And so I want to just acknowledge that and say, even as we say things like this, that um, the, uh, the blue zones guy, right? Like there's going to be blue zones that absolutely do not get a gram per ideal body weight for the hundred years that they're living in Okinawa. Right. They eat fish and rice and pineapple. Now, I actually don't know how much protein they get, but it I'm going to bet a lot of money they're not getting that much. Well, it'd be interesting. And okay, so to your point, though, so folks, he's talking about Dan Butner. He's the Blue Zones. There's five or eight. I think or seven was seven around the world. Okay. Yeah. So you got one in, in uh, Okinawa. Was one. Okinawa. You got one. In, I think it's Nassaro, something like that. Uh, Costa Rica. You Greek got, Islands was one. Yeah, you got Loma Linda, California. Vegetarian uh, and no alcohol, no caffeine. Yeah, and yeah, and so in a tight knit relationship group of religious based people. Somehow, each of those places has found a soup of ingredients that's helping them live long lives. Some of them may be getting a gram of protein, but then they're not getting X, Y, Z. Go over right. to the other group, and the group's right. getting one hundred and twenty uh, extra. Uh, 
protein per whatever, whatever, but less of these other things. Yeah. So I, so I hear what you're saying and I yeah. appreciate you always come back to this. Nobody's got the thing. So if you do 120 grams of protein, you've got just the right amount of skeletal you're, muscle mass. You're guaranteed to make it to 90. You're going to make like, it because no. you can wreck yourself elsewhere. Now, elsewhere. Yeah. if we take a perfect world where we're doing everything right, we're doing relationships right, we're doing anxiety right, we're doing muscle right, we're doing cardio right, we're doing whatever. But I do want to... I do want to up level now. So here's Gabrielle's book. She yeah. makes great, great case. And I'm looking and going, I can up level yeah, me too. My, myself. I can do more protein. Yeah. I can do more resistance training and yeah. be it a, give a, give myself another opportunity yeah. to be the 90 year old dude yeah. who can bend, run, squat, yeah. think, I, I, create. And as your best friend, uh, I would say, great, Kevin, how are we going to get back to that anxiety thing? I know. <laughs> well, no, no, and th- I say th- that because you might, be, you would be at risk of spending your emotions over here. It's kind of like, what's the best exercise? The one you'll do. But golly, if that means you won't do these other things, then well, maybe let's go, let's go there. Cause that's where you kick butt is. So if you come to truelifemedicine.com, folks, shameless promotion, <laughs> come here and do a package and, and see see Randy, see Dr. James and ask him about all this stuff. Muscle. You've been listening to these shows. You know, I mean, we do the peak wellness episode at come, you know, it's uh, three times a month or something like that. We're doing this one together. So, man, I've heard you guys talk about anxiety, meditation. I've heard you talk about food, clean eating, exercise, uh, you know, brain training, whatever. I heard, heard all these things. So, uh, what should I do? You're going to understand their story, right? Understand what's going on. You're going to do their diagnostics and you're going to come out with the priorities. And right now for me, you may, you may say, okay, Kevin, I hear this muscle stuff and whatever I hear that. for you right now, though, meditate. If yeah. you don't eat any protein at all right now, the most acute thing, right? Just like the one lady or, or the one person you had long ago and they're coming in and they're you know, smoking and drinking and eating whatever. And you say, dude, right now, uh, uh, you said, uh, gluten is killing you inflammation. And so if you need to keep smoking for the time being, do that. Pro- right. Priority one is getting this. Let's, let's do this other thing because yeah. right now you're so unstable. If you quit smoking, you'll kill your wife. <laughs> like that'll stress you out so much. Yeah. Right now, if you went and added protein and added 15 pull-ups and did this and that, and it just was one more, more, more thing more, on your, more, more, yeah. more, what you, which you kind of like, cause that's your wheelhouse yeah. and that's your skill set, But but I, I think, gosh, I just had this thought, Kevin, what do you, uh, a question is what's the kryptonite, right? Like we, we said it this morning, the likeliest thing that's going to trip the average athletic, pretty well, 50 year old dude off your true life is what happened to you is a musculoskeletal injury. Yeah. Well, maybe for Kevin Miller, it's, Another thing on the, on, on the, you know, the rubber band, like I always picture your, the, your adrenal gland, your stress, you're holding the pencils of your life together. Yeah. And the thing that makes you drop a pencil of something you care about, whether it's, you know, nutrition, exercise, sleep, relationships, and all this is not another exercise. Yeah. Cause you, you've got your muscle memory so greased up. You can do it. Yeah. It actually makes you feel good. But to the detriment of this other area of the rubber band that's holding these other pencils in and this other side gets a little dry or cracky and, and you're not going to let, 
you know, you're, you're not going to wake up one day and not do your job. That's not the pencil that's going to fall out. The thing in life that falls out is going to coffee with friends or yeah. meditation. <laughs> in your case, that's what well, falls out. You're making me think just of, of add and subtract. I mean, is that a relevant thing? I mean, I haven't been, a, I if haven't been. You a, th- if you throw in a logarithmic scale right. by that, so I'm going to, I'm going to disagree with you there. Right. Adding and subtracting is concrete. Yeah. But if you throw in logarithms, meaning one, a synergistic effect of one plus one plus one is not three. It might be nine. Okay. Now the first one and one might equal two, but this third one sends this up to a nine or dis synergistically. It might be that Kevin can do a bike ride and then do this. And it's actually pretty good for you. But if you do that in the context of lack of sleep, you went backwards not minus three, but minus nine. Kind of like the aspect of how much do I run? You know, you run a mile, it's good. Three, it's good. Five, it's good. Ten, we're questioning. Fifteen, now you're now, just, now you're, you're doing it for. You used to say you're doing it for performance, not for yeah. health. So I just did a forty mile suffer yeah. fest last <laughs> week in one day. That was not for health. You I went probably, backwards. Health wise, you went backwards. Yeah. But you could say, well, gosh, I felt so good. The camaraderie, soul, the sure. soul care. And I'm like, okay, okay. Now we got to take down over here, up over here. How do we, what's the general trajectory? And I still have to balance it out. So I still yeah. had to stop and recover. Because if you said, okay, it was great for your soul. Okay, should I do it the next do day? Do it again. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, probably not. Probably let's not. do some meditation over here. And then there can be one-offs. Like there's a good chance you'll never do that again. There's that's, a good chance. That's actually true. <laughs> well, for most people, for the vast majority of marathon runners, they run one, maybe two, and then they don't, right? It's yeah. the marathon world is always newbies coming in and a whole lot of people not doing them anymore. Yeah. And that's, that's fine. I, I would say running a marathon is never healthy, generally, if you look at it by itself. Now, if you throw in accomplishment, camaraderie, uh, trajectory, how it influences your nutrition. I, 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 yeah. I, I love that. I want to say something on that because if you took somebody, took the average person who maybe is not super uh, athletic and doing stuff and they say, man, I want a new lease on life. I'm going to lose right. weight. I'm going to do this, whatever. They start running and they build up and a year later or however long they do a marathon. The benefit was what they did. Yeah. The mindset. The, the marathon in itself tore them down. Yeah, it, it itself went back. But a year of the of inspiration the and the, the deposits of that's right. The yeah. capacity yeah. of running a marathon is is what they were aiming for. Yeah, and, ha- and that was the test. Yes, not the not the end itself. Not the end itself. And I would hear, I would agree with Doctor Line. Uh, the the endurance mindset of the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, right? Like, and you said carb load and all that. Yeah, that was all wrong. Whoops. The scientists, they got it wrong. So here we are. And now we've got millions in in the consequence of this. We now have 65% of Americans are diabetic or pre-diabetic. 80 plus percent of them don't know it. Yeah. The percentage of obesity, the percentage of just overweightness, all of this is is one, are kind of the downstream consequences. You could, yeah, I mean, you could say, in essence, with diabetes, can we? I mean, it's almost like COVID, dude. It's just out there. It's it's everybody's exposed. Everybody's carrying. Where some are going to manifest, some are not. But it's just it's out there. That's what we've done through sugar, carbs, 
Lack of muscle mass. Lack of muscle mass. Yeah. Do you, what did you think about that? Again, not to pick on, on Gabrielle, but because it, it's a great tagline just from a branding and marketing, I'd say, yeah, go do that. But her focus on we're not as so much over fat as we're under muscle. So it's, probably, uh, and it's, both. it's both. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 but I, uh, I would go like in, in my world, if I was going to, she says muscle centric medicine, and I would say metabolism centric medicine, right? Like the muscle is metabolism. And, and even if you're brain centric, well, that's everything. Metabolism is just a word that means the, the thing your body does to not die. Okay. Every breath, every breath of a cell, meaning if we, it's not really breathing, uh, but it's called cellular respiration. So every, every organ system is built on cells. Resources come in, waste has to come out. Did, do a definition for me. Cause I, I literally, yeah, cause when you think of metabolism, we've done shows on metabolism. People think of, Oh, your body's ability to burn fat, right? You know, high is, metabolism, low yes, metabolism. Which is not the definition. Okay. Well th then tell me because my converse or my question then was that's metabolism. But then over here, metabolic health, I think when you say that most people like me, I, I don't really know what you mean. Right. Um, and I think in the parlance of the world and Google and the way metabolic health is kind of coming around is um, how is energy transmission okay. in, in the way I think is boil, you know, either go say the words 50,000 foot view or first principles, like the act of not dying is, is a, is an energy transmission. The body has to get energy in and, and, and then do stuff and then get waste out. That's metabolism. That's okay. it. That is, that is what metabolism so I, you, is. It makes me even think about assimilation, whatever, sure. digestion. Digestion, I mean, but then you have to keep going. You stuff in your mouth. Yeah. That's number one. So, But then how's your saliva? How do you chew? Are you anxious? Can we can we hit on that one? I, I've been dying. Saliva? No, well, yeah. Some of my kids recently, I'm like, holy crap, you're an anaconda. Please stop and chew. <laughs> and, and, and literally one of them, okay, do you guys know what? Because it's not just me. I don't get points in heaven for having to chew your food. There's uh, Dr. James told me. You, the more you chew. So I want everybody to hear this because it's we're in a culture and we obviously don't get it. You can go to any restaurant, watch people or go to the dinner table. We eat like it's our last meal. And like, if we don't eat, it's going to get stolen from us. All right. And I think you're fighting for it. I think in one, <laughs> if the food tastes good, savor that stuff. Uh, and, and two, you're not probably that it, nobody's going to steal your food. And bottom line, if you take that bite of, let's even call it steak, which it needs some help. You need to do 40 chews on that stuff get enough saliva in there that helps it digest. So that goes down in your gullet, wherever it goes and your body's able to do something with it. Otherwise I know that I've had, I have digestive issues and the result of that, sometimes I eat stuff and it just comes out the other end. My body did not get the nutritional benefit of that. So you had a big, nice salad with range free or whatever range free uh, uh, chicken, green. whatever it's called. Cage free. Cage free. <laughs> Range free. The opposite. Uh, chicken or, or whatever. And you just poop it out. If you ate two bites, swallowed it, and your body's not, you don't have a rock star gullet that can assimilate that stuff, digest it. So, yeah. Is that fair? Okay. Yeah. That, that, that. Uh, and uh, so the, this is the language that I am in with every patient every day. It isn't. And, I understand what people mean. I understand what you mean by a digestion and a gullet. But then if, if I were to say, okay, well, what 
what does the textbook look look like over here for the for the human that you know they have not dry mouth they chew pretty well they do this they do that like the successful quote unquote digestion mm -hmm. right like most people think like you just did you key in on the unsuccessful times and then why was that well what is the complexity and the awesomeness of actual breaking down of of the protein that isn't that was in this cow 24 hours ago well like our friend john right like he got his elk and then 36 hours later there's that protein is in my body yeah holy cow this is just it's an amazing thing well like our folks here what is their website uh, catching uh catching uh, catch dinner catching dinner. Catch dinner it's like it's c-a-t-c-h-n Allison and Stefan Roy, R-O-Y. Allison and Stefan Roy. So if you want to see far, like a farm are, table in essence. So they go out. So they're the they're chiropractors, but it's dry needling. So here in the office and they go out and they'll shoot pheasants and show, show the hunting, show the shooting of it, show the stripping, whatever you do. The thing that's awesome about them, though, is that they also show the spirit of it, right? Like they're, they do. They love reverence. reverence. They love Joy. nature. They love yeah. the animal. They this is husbandry in its best sense of, which is what humans have done forever until you and I, I can know. go eat something and we're 15 steps removed uh, from death. Okay. Can we just go, let's, can we just segue into the food itself now, the protein itself? Sure. Can Cause she that? talked a lot about this too. I know, I, I, yeah. but, but I, but I appreciate that. So Allison and, and Stefan went out and uh, was it elk, I guess that he got or something like that. Remember they made burgers. Was yeah. That, was that elk? So they grilled it out here. So he, he's, they spent who knows out on a hunt, they traveled, they spent money, they've got guns, bows, whatever they use, a huge expense. So there's like hundred dollar elk steaks that we're having by here, but he's telling the story of this and then harvesting them and making ground elk or whatever they did. And here it is. And we're eating it right across the street. McDonald's, <laughs> McDonald's. <laughs> some burger that was made in a slaughterhouse that will never mold. Uh, it'll last forever. And there, that's there right. Is. And, and the cow was mistreated. The, the, the human beings that have to work in a slaughterhouse feel mistreated. They don't like that job. The smells are horrendous. The disease is rampant. The cows are, are chock full of antibiotics because otherwise, you know, they get sick and they die and it's terrible, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Like just, and like she said, I get, we have to feed the world. We have to, okay, well, I was, I'm going to go there, but uh, one piece of that too, when we're eating those elk steaks that they're sitting there grilled, telling us a story, it would have felt uh, offensive to just wolf it down. Two bites, it's gone. Right. Hey, it was great, man. I'm out. We, <laughs> we sat there and we did with reverence, Savor. which interestingly to the blue zones, we find that yeah. as well. And, and even the non blue zones, but other cultures like France, my daughter went there and she says, oh my gosh. And they eat for two hours every night because they're talking and conversing and you take a bite of food, chew it up well, sip a wine and then you're talking and five minutes later, you take another bite of food and because it, it's a, a celebration, a uh, more so than here. Yeah, than it's than a here. Fellowship. And I'm going to pick on America because that's where we are. And, and we've boiled food down to just, oh, it tastes good. Wolf it down and go do the next thing and go do the next thing. So here we are in muscle protein now the type of protein to get it in because if you're just trying to fit the bill then you can just slam four cans of tuna yeah. and do that but to what i'm bringing that back to metabolism and the health and the digestion if you want to do that well there are ways to eat and assimilate protein better 
And I want to ask you about that, about the choices that we make. Granted, you got to feed the world. Everyone listening to this probably has a level of affluence where they can make better choices than McDonald's. That's well said. Okay. You can make then where, because that includes you and me. Yeah. Right. That it's going to include almost everybody on the spectrum of socioeconomic, on the spectrum of well-being. So we're not saying uh, that there is a, an easy solution, but even in nutrient deserts, right? Like where, uh, where uh, some of the places in Arizona that you've been or inner city places where the closest food source is the gas station, like yeah. that absolutely puts a layer of difficulty into it that we want to address. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to hope and believe that the, the vast majority of people, wherever they are, could make a little bit better of a choice. So then the question is, and it's, it's unanswerable, like, okay, how do I get my protein? Like branch chain amino acids from this source or that source and athletic greens or this company, that company, or this cow or that cow, right? Like, it's or 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 meat or impossible burger or what's the other one uh, the yeah other uh, i don't know whatever the, the I, and i agree with her like i do think that there is a i don't think that there's you know evil people in back rooms that are trying to cheat the world now other people do believe that and and the world is always they're trying to make a, they're around. trying to make a buck they're trying to increase the profit and loss and they may do some things that are so do, so do I, and so do you, sure. right? Like we all do that and none of us are sinless, right? Like that's just state that my concern is more at the systemic. Here's where we are. Like, you, you know, could there be some impact globally on, you know, if we have more um, industrial food production or less farms or less ranching or, or all those kind of a things. And my answer to that is maybe, but the science of that is, is not science because this includes politics, social, economical, et cetera. I'm, I'm very, very offended at the economic engine that is overt, not even subvertly, but overtly implying that eating meat is immoral. I, I think that's, that's a morally wrong statement. That, that eating impossible burger is a more moral uh, stance or, or uh, choice. Like, I think that's wrong. Yeah. That, and I don't think they have any clear leg to stand on that it's better for the planet or not. Because you can rape the earth with corn in the same way that you can mistreat the cows over here. And, and uh, gosh, that's fair. It, right? Like, Nobody is a saint in any of these businesses. So nobody can to toot their own horn as to being the moral uh, best person. Okay. So there, there's that, right? Like in it's in the debate and me either. And the debate is going to go on forever. Yeah. Okay. So now if we can say most hearers of this would be benefited by then. Okay. Well, I'm like you guys. I got a family to feed. I got a work to do. I, I, this is not my hobby. I don't want to read six books. Just well, you hear me this and you choices. want some protein. So now you go to the store and let's take a can of chicken. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. 
For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Whatever brand. The cheapest, the cheapest you can. So here's a uh, whatever. Ten, I'm just yeah, making this up. A 10 uh, ounce, can whatever, 10 chicken. ounce can of chicken. And you get the cheapest. I would guess that you're not going to do that. No, I'm not going to make that choice. You're going to let's go up the the chain so you can get the next jar or can over here of organic made from whoever yeah. that's probably not double the cost or whatever. And it's organic is what it says. We don't yeah. know much more than that. You're probably not yeah. going to do that either. You're going to go to and you can keep going. Yeah, you you pick the hardest one. Did I? Yeah, well, chicken. Okay, go to beef then. Yeah, okay, let's go to beef. Okay, you get the concept. Yeah. We're, go, we're going up that because beef you can get. Or, or eggs, either one. Eggs. That's, that's a really okay. common one. Cage-free. What does that mean? Yeah. Does it mean anything? We don't – I don't trust hardly anything at this point. I don't either. So if I'm going to feed my family – and now I do get grossed out. So I – gosh, I'm advertising. Uh, I'm one of the biggest sellers of Butcher Box. And you know, for that, to think, what am I feeding my family? Just You talked about, about it a minute ago. Beef, to me, is the nastiest one at the lower level. Yeah, because you go by a feedlot like I do going back uh, to, to back roads in Texas and you go by that – Kids will dry wretch, uh, heat, dry heave. Uh, it's so bad. And I think, oh my gosh, we're going to go eat whatever that is. That is not what it uh, smells like up on my, up on the ridge where we live. And they've got cows out there in the pasture most of the year and smells like, you know, manure at the worst, just barely nothing. I like that smell. So what you hear feed, or smell at the feedlots where there are antibiotics, they're eating, I don't know, what are they eating? Uh, well, um, a mishmash of, of, of of mass produced hay alfalfa and then a whole, and then they finish them a whole lot with corn and molasses sugar wow so it's illegal because you know we still have some moral you know you cannot separate a calf from its mother i don't think so uh you know because there there needs to be the initial few weeks of of breast milk of utter Cow milk. Yeah. And, of course, and, they do that for and, veal. You're actually uh, eating. Well, you that, that, that's right. So Somewhere in the calf. Okay. The thing that I think is immoral on the veal side is they don't let the calf, because you want super, super, super soft meat. Mm-hmm. So they don't let the calf move. They don't let the muscle oh, develop. Yeah. And that, you know, doesn't seem right. So, so, uh, so what we're arguing, I would, or, uh, Chicken is hard because when you go to literally wild caught or wild fed chicken, um, you almost have to know the farmer, mm. like the mass production of that. Now, ranch uh, butcher block and and ranch food directs and some other like the marketplace is getting in there. But golly, if you get that for chicken, it's it it feels painfully expensive. Yeah. So. The grass-fed, grass-finished beef, and, you know, if you know somebody and you play the system and all that, you can get it down to, you know, wherever the pounds per dollar is. Um, the uh, the wild-caught, sustainably-raised fish, that's getting a little bit better. The eggs, well, if you trust, they're related to chickens, right? Mm-hmm. So, so the marketplace is getting there, um, but, and I don't want to vilify the marketplace. And, in fact, I think, and I don't think it was his line, so I won't quote Peter Tia, but he restated it in his book. 
If we take a step back and say, okay, look, for 99.9% of human history, the problem was don't starve to death. Right. We're doing great. We're doing wonderful. We have, if, if your goal is to not starve to death and be able to sit in a chair and watch TV, we're, this is the best society ever. We have achieved near nirvana. Okay. No, I love how you put it though. If it's not started death and it's sitting in front and watch TV, then get the cheapest chicken, cheapest, whatever and you're set. We you're will antibiotic you. We will keep you alive. You will likely Gosh, we'll be able to, we'll, of, we'll put tubes in you. Yeah. A lot of antibody and you can linger for the last 20 years right. of your life. If, if that is the goal is to right. remove and then I don't think you and I've had this conversation, but you and I are guilty of this too. We, we did subconsciously you and I are guilty of this. Now we're talking about muscle development and those kind of things, but on our shows we've done, gosh, what about cold plunge? Gosh, what about uh, sauna? Mm-hmm. And now facetiously to me and you, I'd say, that's great, Kevin, or you could go outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> those Yellowstone cowboys had plenty of cold plunge. Yeah, they did. And, it was and, called and, bath. And vitamin D called sun. sun. Yeah. And plenty of protein called yeah, there's, I killed the deer Whatever the other day you can run and over there it shoot is. Or, 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 yeah. Okay. So to take this though, and I, and as I look at it, when you get the antibiotics is just in the feedlots disgust me to think about, that's what I'm going to raise my, that's what I'm going to raise myself on. And as we birth children, that's what they're made out of. If you are what you eat is this antibiotics and this junk going into the meat to keep things alive. And that's every day, little deposits every day, little deposits. I mean, we would all cry foul if we realized our local city water was you know, just a drop of cyanide in every, yeah, yeah. every liter or something like that. And over time, then we get cancer and we sue them, you know, just yeah. like the electrical lines and the stuff, the chemical factories and whatever we'd sue them. And we're eating meat and they've done studies on, on, on that. So to the best of your ability, right? whether you think it's moral or not, are you going to help or hurt yourself? The best you can get. And if you can get eggs from your neighbor or a farmer's market or the ones in the store, though, again, I have well, com- online these days, right? Like that's okay. We're the easiest source and shop around and use your coupons and do all of that kind of thing. And, and yes, there probably is the highest paid egg company that says all the cage free stuff. And if you look at it and break it down, they're right. not, it's not even legit. But even unless you're going to raise your own eggs, you don't know. So Trust. That would be at the highest. Let's go to the very highest. The very lowest is the feedlot McDonald's and get it for, for totally cheap. And the highest end would be you have a cow. Yeah. You well, we live milk. in a place where a lot of people have yeah. chickens. And, and one guy, you know, you kind of have to love it. You kind of have to make a hobby of it because I was like, all right, how much do you pay for feed? And if you're buying cheap feed, what's the point? Because chicken feed is guess what? Gluten, uh, soy, gluten and soy. It's the same thing we feed that we feed our children with yeah. you know, we call it Cheerios. So uh, are you in the cost of feed? So, so, and that's where I would look at people and say, you know, just be smart about it. Analyze it. Look at, you've got to get nutrients from outside your body to inside your body. Uh, McDonald's can do that pretty cheaply and you won't die. Well, okay. What's the next level up? Yeah. You're, you're, and people, you know, in the past, they would say uh, home cooked meal. Well, then Betty Crocker came along and she, you know, it means open a box and put some water in, hit microwave. It's a home cooked meal. Home cooked meal. Uh, and 
so in all of that, I do think that, and that's where if they are coming in to see me, then the, what bubbles up in priority might not be grass-fed, grass-finished beef. It might be something else. It might be, hey, just stop processed food or just stop snacking yeah. or just something else, right? Like each person is going to have to kind of think into that. No, it's a great point though to, again, we're not trying to sell a doctrine on that you should eat meat. We're talking about protein. So however you want to get it. She right. said, and, and Gabrielle said that you can get it as a vegetarian. You're going to eat even more stuff. I mean, it's, and maybe not digest, assimilate it as well, but we are talking about getting the best you can, but let's say that you're hearing this and going, okay, I'm sold. I should eat more, uh, protein and it'd be great if I got grass fed, grass finished, whatever, but that meant the expense is huge. And if that expense has you on the other side, buying Mac and cheese and processed crap in a box, be like to say, maybe buy the lesser cost meat and buy some actual broccoli, yeah. some actual uh, whatever. And even there you might want, I mean, the, you look at the, uh, we pay attention to, we don't get everything organic. We pay attention to dirty dozen, dirty dozen, which is like yeah. potatoes. That's the only way I can remember. Uh, at the top are always apples, peaches, berries, and then are, um, the tubers and stuff. Uh, yeah, I can't remember either. And it's good to keep looking back cause they'll ebb and flow. So, so folks look at that. So if you want to look at where to spend your money on a healthier yeah. food, like you don't need organic you, watermelon, it's yeah. got a thick rind and there's also the clean 15. So the dirty dozen. Try to get those organic. The clean 15, you don't have to worry about those organic. Is is a that's a that's an easy way yeah. to just say, okay, now it's in your consciousness. You think about it. I think that's at the environmentalworkinggroup.com. They put that together. Um I'm almost more prone, and again, I'm not gonna make a case, just an admission, to get if I'm gonna get beef, which we don't do as a family out, but I'm I'm gonna get grass-fed, grass finished there, and then maybe not get the organic potatoes if I have to choose just because right. the thought of the feedlot just disgusts me. And right. The antibiotics. I, I, and I'm out. And we've done that. We found a farmer. We trust the guy. He could be telling us a fib or whatever, but so we'll buy in bulk once a year usually. And, um, and that's how we have done the beef. But if we run out, which we did this year, then we'll, yeah, we buy the more expensive stuff, uh, the, to get the grass fed, grass finished, but we don't do that with chicken. Hmm. Right. Like chicken to me is, because when you get into range-fed chicken, your cost per pound goes nine ten. Like it's way way up there. Uh, but I do like the idea of you know once a year we'll get the you know grass-raised turkey right, right. kind of thing. And and okay, so we kind of you know. And so in our family, I'll say let's not overdo chicken. Like. Yeah. Like so many people are doing chicken, 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 chicken. Well, because the system has made it so cheap. Well, how? Subsidizing We're it with subsidizing a lot of junk right. and whatever. Yeah. Hey, I do want to, one of the, uh, uh, the, uh, the yak burgers. Mm -hmm. Remember that? Yeah. That was so buddy. We were at this event and he got it from a farm nearby. A guy raises yaks. Yeah. Uh, which some of you guys are going to have Which, to look it up to even see what that is. Well, up there in Hartzell, it's what, nine, 10,000. It's where yaks yeah, live, yeah. you know, these hairy things and, and they're grass fed, it's grass and fed and finished. <laughs> it tasted great. The texture I liked better than, better than beef, but you know, to the best that you can. And if it's just a basic grocery store, they're going to have some things that are organic. Look at the dirty does. I mean, this is all in the better health, you know, uh, 
food, the makeup is, it's a deposit. It's every it's a deposit. day. And, if, and one important thing to say here to people, you and I have said that it's probably been a few years, but remember my question to you about what percentage of household income have people spent to get nutrients from outside their body to inside their body and not starve to death? Like over the course of human history. I remember you saying that. I don't remember that. Okay. Let's go back to data that we know. So go to 1850 and a farm, you know, 90% of human American humans were farmers. It's an agrarian society. What percentage of household income were they spending to feed their family. Oh, right, right. Huge. Huge. Right. If you if you calculate their time, their money, Not, their yeah. effort, their energy. And once a year, they they got birthday cake and uh, other stuff. Or, you know, they, they splurged in the summer on watermelon and stuff like that. And and they saved up for 20 years for their daughter's wedding. Like it wasn't. Yeah. And, and that was the only time somebody might have ever had cake or whatever. Well, then along comes Hershey. And he makes chocolate cheap. Mm-hmm. And along comes the system. God bless him. Though. God Come bless on. him. I just, <laughs> I, so, yeah, pick another. I, I, right. I'm not saying I want to go back to 1850. I don't want to have to go to outhouses and have no plumbing and electricity. I'm not saying that. But as you, as people consider cost, is yeah. is it? Well, okay. So it was about 50 percent. Is it on, on average? Fifth? Can you to imagine food? That? To food? Can I, you? That would we would have World War Three. Oh my gosh. <laughs> okay. Then let's go nobody to- Nobody would be driving a Tesla. Nobody would be driving a Tesla or it just wouldn't exist. Well, Ford came along when? In the early 1900s. So the thing that really, really, really changed the world, because even in the early 1900s, uh, around World War I, still we're at clearly 70% agrarian society, maybe a little bit less. Okay, well, then the World Wars changed everything. So now let's go to 1950. Post, now we've got the industrialized society. Yeah. We're, we're fully industrialized in the Western world. Um, and well, okay, our this is my grandpa when yeah. he was growing up. How much did they spend average household income on food? Still a lot. A lot, around 20%. And again, that would be World War III in America. You, you think 20% of my household budget, that's just no we, way. Let's play with the numbers. Because uh, isn't the, the thing like with the house? Yeah. Like if you do, if Dave you do Ramsey, a budget, yeah, Dave Ramsey, Ramsey was about like a quarter. About a quarter. So if you're making ten grand a month, that's a twenty five hundred dollar mortgage on your house. Right? Uh, yeah, yeah. So twenty five hundred. So if you're if you're making ten grand a month and your house payment's five grand, he's saying, dude, you're way over the line. Yeah. Okay. So on this, we're saying back then, if you made ten grand, five grand of money, time, effort, effort was in eighteen fifty food. Yeah, twenty five hundred. But in 19, our grandparents yeah. would be at that twenty five percent mark. Okay, twenty five percent mark. So today, do you know? Do you know where we are? I'm going to get there. Okay. Yeah. Right. I'm going to quiz you on it. Oh, so that was 1950. All right. And then, uh, and then Betty Crocker comes along and makes it a little bit easier, a little bit cheaper, right? We get, you know, no longer brown bread or whatever. Now it's this yeah. white fluffy rainbow bread, 99 cent jug of milk, 99 cent loaf of bread, 99 cents for a carton of eggs, right? Like these yeah. things. So the cost is coming down. The commodification of food is going up. And, um, and so here we are. What's the average percentage of household income barring the socioeconomic extremes all right what would you guess five percent yeah it's about six percent which would say if i want healthier food you're gonna have maybe to give it a better it. bigger percentage so and go, I've go done, back and 
for us, yeah. And when we said, okay, we got to switch over, you know, we had illness in the family. We got to make some changes. You know, we have to, we have to. Well, and then I think our, you know, got around 10% or whatever, but it still feels laboriously expensive at 10. So in, and I would think in the, that if you're going to do organic on the dirty dozen, if you're going to do grass fed, grass finished, walk off fish and those things, then, you know, 10%, 15, maybe as a, well, as a budget. Type. If you, re- if you really went full tilt and got the best meats out there, the best produce supplements, which we're yeah, still going to say, yeah. you still got to subsidize in this day and age for your whole family. Holy smoke. That's hardly tenable for anyone. And I, I, I don't think it's tenable for us. So you pick and choose. We had a friend. He, he crossed the line because their family was ill. Uh, uh, James. Right, right, right. And, yeah, yeah. and, and they crossed the line. They're like, we only shop at natural groceries. And I, I, so they told me this, they're like, yeah, our family spends the most of anybody in the state at natural. Groceries. I'm sure. Cause they had six kids Yeah, and they, they were affluent and they're like, we're just not even going to fiddle with it. Everything comes from natural. And so they would shop around these giant carts I go in there with like, I can a carry bag. everything yeah. out by hand. Yeah. Yeah. I get specific things. <laughs> specific there. things. And I'm like, okay, gosh, well, they can afford it mm-hmm. in a cost. Uh, I, so, well, and this isn't the point of the show, no, but, we, but now we're down an in interest level. Okay, so just real quick, some of that is because of subsidization. I mean, that's where if you see totally. the movie, like supersize me, is yes. that, or, or what was the other one? Done. Uh, f- f- food omnivores dilemma. Omnivores dilemma. Like yeah, and you look at that, and the reason that you can go to McDonald's and get beef and get a, a get meat and stuff cheaper than good vegetables is because of subsidization. subsidy. Yeah, and now we're back into politics and lobbies and economic. And I, I get it. You know, the the corn farmer in Iowa, he's he's got to make a living too. Yeah, and I don't know uh, how to solve it. We're, but no. we're just trying to say if you were in a Third, not third world country. That's not fair. But you, you were off in a in a more native setting. The whole foods would be the cheapest things you can find. You're picking and hunting and gathering and whatever, and that'd be the cheapest thing to go buy. The fancy, you know, white cake and whatever would be more expensive. We just have it flip flop. So sucks for us in that sense. I mean, it's great. We're not going to starve. We can get anything we want anytime. The food uh, will sit on the shelf. It's there for a long time. Shelf. You can travel it. It can just be shipped worldwide. We are now feeding almost 8 billion people. There is, you know, I, we're feeding them to survive. If you, yeah. us, as we're talking, we're looking at how can we feed ourselves to thrive? thrive. Yeah. So we're back to Gabrielle and saying, we want pro- good protein, uh, build muscle to be the best thriving 90 year old that we can be. And, and I do have, uh, I, I don't quite trust. I don't trust American politics. Mm-hmm. I do trust American people. I trust American humans to think and to make choices worth their dollars and to, um, and, and I, I think our governmental system is kind of the best option of, of, of the world and, and generally speaking and all of that. So I hope that we can vote in policies, but now we have the economic system also where Apple or Google or whatever are going to shame me for eating a hamburger. Um, well, I, I, I still have an Apple phone, darn it. Um, so, so we're kind of stuck into these places, but yeah. I trust human ingenuity. And, and then if we go to first principles, I trust that we are created in the image of God. We've got creativity and we're going to solve these problems, not to the point of perfection or nirvana or utopia, but that each individual that's listening to this to, to support their family in the best way they know how, that, that we've got some really cool options 
and it's inspiring and encouraging and Gabrielle and, and, um, you know, hopefully us at True Life Medicine and, and you and your show and, and all of this is sort of we're cultivating the growth of longevity with vitality. I can't, I can't better on that one, man. Hey, I'll, and I'll give you guys some resources. I would thank everybody for joining us on this journey to elevate our own experience and improve the way we show up for others. So Dr. Gabrielle Lyon, again, her new book that'll go into all the stuff we've been talking about is called Forever Strong, a new science-based strategy for aging well. And her podcast is the Dr. Gabrielle Lyon show. And I think you can find her on Instagram. She's got a lot of good stuff on there. It's probably Dr. Gabrielle Lyon as well. Randy James, who you've been listening to for the last hour plus, again, True Life Medicine, and I'll shamefully promote that. And if you come out to True Life Medicine and fly out uh, to be a patient, we'll grab coffee. If you appreciate this podcast and want to share it with others, please rate the show on Spotify or leave us a review on Apple. Uh, you can subscribe on YouTube and watch the full episode. We're actually sitting in studio together, so you can see us hit each other in the shoulder as we talk. Uh, you can find me there at Kevin Miller uh, CO and any social media, Kevin Miller CO or .co. And if you want to learn how to master your own inner drive, you can get that book sitting behind my shoulder here, What Drives You from me on Amazon. Until next time, folks, stay driven. Stay driven.